Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on To The Point, the man so many of you have been waiting for. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. All right, you guys, welcome on into The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And I know that so many of you have been waiting by the live stream for this man to finally appear here on To The Point from Dancing With The Stars, Artem Chikvinsev. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been... Uh... It's been a long time, isn't it? It's been a long time. In fact, you were on our After Buzz TV I remember. Dancing with the Stars after show when we were at the other studio. Yes, I do remember that. Jenna Johnson, now Jenna Schmierkowski. I know, very recent. Yes. Kind of funny, though. But that was about, I think, five years ago. Season 18. I think so, yeah. I think it was about just when I got back to America from UK. It was. Yeah. Yep. It's all very new. I also want to tell you, that is our highest viewed show ever. Did you know that? You and Jenna, uh uh-huh. No way. Yep. Good to know. Thank you to all UK people who tuned in and supported. Yes, but the USA people like you too, you know. (laughs) I don't think they knew me back then. No, but you're, you're, no, they do. And here's the funny thing. It's, (laughs) you wait five years and then you come on back and look at, you make a big appearance. So hopefully this will have huge numbers too. Hopefully, fingers crossed. (laughs) All right, let's get started because I, I, we have a lot of fan questions. I do want to dig into them, but it was kind of interesting even just sorting through all of them. There were so many questions about understanding the differences for pros between Strictly Come Dancing and mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars. And I kind of want to start there because I think that there's a curiosity on both sides of the pond and what that means for you guys as professionals. Well, I think initially it is the same show. I mean, even saying that we have even the same judges pretty much, except for maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also hard to compare right now because I feel like Strictly involved so much for the past or well, let's say like five years that I haven't been there, four years. But just in general, I think Strictly Come Dancing is a bit more... I would say, like, traditional type of dancing. Mm-hmm. So they do love their waltz. They do love their tango. They do love all of those styles. We don't Like, I don't remember ever doing contemporary dance back back, back in the day on Strictly. But they do Charleston, and they do salsa, and they do one dance where they call it an American Smooth, which is kind of odd because it's pretty much ballroom anyway. But saying that, all of the specialty dances, why they're so different from all the others, because you're actually allowed to do lifts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why everybody is really excited to do them. But honestly, it's it's definitely more traditional. And also on BBC, there is no adverts, there is no commercials. Oh, so, so the show runs all the way show through. Show runs all the way through. There is no stops. It is live. And if you messed up, you literally messed up. But the thing is about that is what I think gives kind of like a good and a bad. Because there is no commercial, it means you cannot have massive props. Because obviously during commercial break, people setting up the props and, you know, it could be like a really spectacular performance because it will be enhanced by it. But on Strictly, it's never really the case. It's kind of like you get a small prop, so which means you have to be a little bit more creative for dancing aspect. And as well, you have to really teach your celebrity how to dance. 
There is nothing really Very hiding behind it. Um, I think that's like the biggest difference. And also one thing on Strictly, I know that back in the day, we used to learn all the group numbers during August. So like for 30 days, we just learn one dance at a time and we learn all the group numbers for the whole season. And then during actual season, we just do couple dancing and we'll just remember on monday like oh this is the dance so pretty much that's i think that's the main differences and i think they still do that i've, I've talked to some of the pros over there yeah. saying that they just all come in it's like the the pre-warm-up to the actual show and yeah, learning and all those numbers i have to say it does help um overall but at the same time do you really remember what you've done four months ago? What kind of dance? You really have to like go back and like, okay, I need to remember this now. So it's I'd be um, on my iPhone going, what did I do in this oh, moment? Oh, people do that legit because people expect you to know. So you come in and you're like, oh my god, do I remember all of this dance or not? So it's <laughs> what's uh, my it's, it's, where it's do a I bit stand? stressful, but it's good. I heard a rumor that that the U.S. was thinking about doing that. Oh really? Yes, for Where's this coming the rumor season. Coming from? I I can't say on air, okay. but uh, I I think that would be interesting. Do you I think, think it, it would, would work be. for you guys? Um, I think it would work. I mean, if it worked for Strictly, why wouldn't it work for dancing? Right. I feel it's the same. It would be the same attitude towards that. Do you think? But it would be interesting because, um, like Mandy, she choreographed a lot of numbers in the past for uh, for Dancing with the Stars. I mean, Mandy is great because she's so good with us. Because every single person on that floor is so individual in so many ways that you have to like know your people in a way. Right. And I'm curious if she's coming back to do it, great. But if it's going to be somebody else, it could be it could be difficult. Whoever comes in to do that, good luck to you. <laughs> it's a lot of work, too. It is a lot of work. Yeah, and I always say no one knows how to choreograph for the camera the way Mandy does. She does it in such yeah. a unique, special way and gives everyone a moment. Absolutely. That when you, it gets you really excited, especially yeah. when you do the big ones for the season premiere and then the yeah. season finale. Well, I think those numbers are like the most important ones because, you know, the way you start and the way you end. Um, and she's brilliant. I mean, she has so many ideas how to make numbers look great. Again, she knows how to choreograph for TV, which I think is extremely difficult. And it only comes in with experience. You can't just like pop in and be like, hey, I can do that. It's actually really, really hard. <laughs> I know. And if anyone watches, occasionally she doesn't post a lot on social media. But when she does, sometimes she'll show some of the, you know, roadmaps of how she created what oh, she yeah. did with that parade. She had like little matchbox cars that she and Robert were working with and trying to construct the, the parade floats. I mean, if people see the preparation part of it, we'd be really impressed. If people think that it's, it's like couple meetings and then you come in and say, yeah, idea, and they go like, yeah, green light, that's what you do. No, no, this takes months and months of clearing the music, figuring out who the cast is, how things work. You, you literally create the number for people to see it before it even becomes to life. That's right. And clearing off a section of the CBS lot is kind of a oh, big deal because that's the parking yes, lot normally. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to clear everyone out, figure out where yeah. everyone else is going to park. It's yep. not that simple. So yep. I always appreciate what she does. Um, the other big thing, a lot of people wanted to know, why would you leave Strictly and come to the U.S. version of Dancing with the mm, Stars? Good question. Um, I think back then I felt like I've done Strictly for four years and I won the show and I've been in multiple finals. And it just felt for me... What else is there in a way of not the creatively, but I don't know. I just feel like there should be something else that I can try while I can and see if I can ever accomplish. And Dancing with the Stars was one of those projects that 
I always keep looking at and thinking like, why am I not doing this in the States? Because mm -hmm. before I did Strictly, I lived in the States. That's you right. know, I did so you can dance and then kind of like career took off in a television way. And Dancing with Stars was always the project where I felt like I do want to do that, you know. And luckily enough, I've been offered um, to come to the States and do a season and... I was supposed to be professional on that season and then something happened and then I had to like take the troop position before becoming a pro and yeah it's um it's a long story but again I felt that creatively and the, I feel like there is so much more opportunities here in the states than back in the UK at least at that time when I was living there because I had no American passport back then I could only work on strictly and I can I cannot really utilize any opportunities to do anything else so feel like for me to expand and be better and try to like adventure in different things it would be the right place for me to be and the show is on two times a year you have the tour opportunities there's a well, lot of times actually to work. didn't know back then that that you would be didn't. the case because i don't think back then they did the tours because i remember doing one tour in 2008 and then they took a long layoff. And then they like literally didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden they brought the tours back. I think actually when I joined to be a pro, that was the very first season that they actually created the tour. And so Which you is were... we didn't know if, if it's even going to work or if it's not going to work. So it was a kind of a trial thing. So it's just it just happened to be that I was so lucky enough that it's kind of like, there you go. Season 19. So you, you're, you're a pro. You get Leah Thompson, who is yes. a pretty good dancer. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean... Pfft. You know what? I think she's a brilliant dancer, and I think she's very, very talented and just an amazing human being. And I was very lucky to have her as my first partner. That's a good one. When they, when, yeah. you, when you find, did you know Leah had um, some dance training in her I background? I didn't know before we met, but then once we started talking, she mentioned that she had some ballet training back, back, back in the day in Minnesota. And I was like, oh my, this is amazing. I hope no one knows that because if I can make you look like that in a couple of weeks, people are like, oh my God, you great. <laughs> You're like, so I tried no to keep training. it as secret as much as I could, <laughs> but obviously did not work out because everybody's like, there is no way she never danced before um but yeah no it was it was a really great season for me when, when you have your first season um on the u.s version do you feel that there was pressure because you had delivered and won a mirror ball on strictly yeah um and you have fans on both sides of mm. um the ocean rooting for you it's true um too bad they couldn't vote the uk people um you'd win but... right away <laughs> never know never know oh my god that picture from burn floor wow yeah um <laughs> It was obviously there is a pressure coming in of, you know, on strictly being very successful what I do, having a Mirabel trophy and pretty much be like the front runner of a guy pro on their cast coming to US, which is no one knew who I was, and competing against like established professional dancers on the show. And again, I think the biggest challenge was for me is to kind of um Coming from Strictly when it was very traditional coming to the States, where even the music choices were very different. They were very modern versus in the UK, it was very much more traditional style and all that. Just kind of like relearning the process. And it's a different beast again, you know. Um, you can use so tons of tough. props. It was tough. You can use tons of props that I didn't even know. I was like, yeah. I remember the first time I had a creative meeting and for the very first dance was Leah. It was a foxtrot. And I was like, they're calling me thinking... So what do you want to use? Like, what kind of idea have props? I'm like, 
can I just dance? I mean, I can come <laughs> off downstairs if you want me to. Um, and then I see the rest of the people doing these crazy things. And I'm thinking, this is definitely a lot. And I've never done this before this way. So it was a bit of a time to figure it out. And um, so it was definitely pressure to deliver, obviously. You know, you don't want to disappoint the UK fans. You want to impress the US fans. It's hopeful I did. Here's one thing, because sometimes I think the U.S. version does get a little carried away with like we're going to build a house and a cafe and a restaurant, and it's it's a yeah. lot sometimes. Occasionally, I'd like a like a stripped down week where we just have right. pure dancing. Do you guys ever feel that as a pro? Um, I feel like it's again. I think everybody have their strongest points and their weakest points. You know, some people love to use props because what's they visualize, it's easy for them to bring to life. Mm-hmm. And some people say like, look, I just want to teach how to dance and I want this person to learn how to move regardless of, you know, of the outcome of it. I just want them to go from nothing to something, you know, and um, it's whatever works for anybody. And yes, yeah, sometimes it's overwhelming having this huge, massive pros because I feel like it's as well takes it away from actually teaching a person how to dance because believe it or not you can waste so much time walking down the stairs even or opening the I door or doing oh my god this is your hand this is my hand wow this is like now let's walk down can, the stairs yeah it's um <laughs> you can do a lot with it yes and you can hide a lot of things but then again are we judging skill of dancing we're judging creative part or we just want to be entertained by what we see well that's you know? a big question and and we um there were a lot of fans that had questions after season 27. Right. Uh, is the best dancer supposed to win? Is it a dance show? Is it a reality show? Is it a popularity contest? There's a lot of that. Um, I think it's a bit of everything. I think so, too. I don't think you can really justify, like, it's a dance show. Because if it's just a dance show, why the cast is so um, all over the place? You can get someone who never danced in their life, and you have someone who is a, an Olympic medalist in gymnastics. I mean, how do you really... How do you really compare? You know, and I think that's where it becomes more an entertaining show because, like, if we look at back and see Tommy Chung got no training, got to the semifinal, but you know, but this is where it gets to the point of what people like, can relate to. Are they relate to the point of saying, like, look at this guy at this age, learn how to move his hips, or let's see this person doing five flips in the air and land on the splits? Like, what is the impre- what entertains you? And I feel like that's why the show is so successful, because it's not staying narrow in one direction. It's kind of expanding everywhere. And, the and I audience, think this makes it interesting. Yeah, and I also think the audience watches for different reasons. There are some that want the journey. There are some that want that person that's going to not be a great dancer yeah. at the first week and then make it to, say, week nine. And, and Absolutely. And then or the maybe other... they have an amazing personality and people just fall in love with the person itself. It doesn't really matter what they do. And some people want the ringer. And that happens, too. And you know what? A lot of times those ringers, they go out in week five. That happens quite a bit. I mean... Sometimes we get some good dancers that go go out early. I technically say that a lot of people who has a good dance training, like, it's not enough unless you have a good personality. Mm. You know, if you can be the greatest dancer ever on the show, but if you have zero personality to relate to, it just becomes... Or maybe not a personality. I think reality television is so specific that if you feel comfortable be in it and be who you are i think everyone can relate to that right but if you're kind of holding back and you just try to portray a certain image and just dance well i think it's very hard to get to know you and people can get to know you they lose the interest of following you 
And I think that's what happened to Tinashe last season that she was an amazing dancer, but she never quite made me feel like I know her. Right. You know, and I think maybe people that's why that's what happened to uh, Brandon Tinashe is because of that reason. So you just you just don't know. You just know what clicks with people, I think. Yeah. And I, I anyone that watched um, Tinashe in Rent Live, she was amazing. And th- I think incredible. So, she's an amazing performer. Yeah. Until, so this is my point. If you just based on that. Yeah. They clear to me they should be in the final three. Right. But if you look at the packages, I just not quite sure. I, I just didn't get to know her in the sense of like and the audience oh, sometimes I'm feels that at home for, you know like yeah and sometimes people also feel oh you can dance you okay you're safe that happens a lot and then they don't vote and they think everyone else is voting for them and the people who they vote for is the, they feel like they need help and you know it's uh, you just never know yeah it's it's a whole it's a whole gaming thing too where people power vote yeah. and everything else absolutely so. yeah but unfortunately we very much depend on you guys and if you don't vote it makes our life a little miserable it makes it sad yeah um can i talk about one of your other partners that i loved patty labelle oh, she's amazing i isn't she? cannot tell you how many times i've watched and it's i don't even think it's on the internet now it's like on a someone else has oh, like a the, clip of it the, in the club in the club in yeah. the club where got, like Lindsay with the tray coming it's, through um it's a it's a kind of funny story too because i think that we, it was week two week three it called my jam monday and the firm's like what is my what jam does that mean like, what is that and they're like well the songs you enter so knowing Patty, be like, oh, for sure, she's going to choose a classic song. We're going to do a bit of a waltz. It's going to be amazing. And next thing I know, she sang these two songs that I'm like, what? So she said, obviously, in the club by Curtis. And I was like, in the club by Curtis. I don't know who Curtis is because I didn't know 50 is a Curtis, the real name. And I think the second song was by Tupac, California. Um, I'm going to remember. But anyway. I love it. Um, so I was a bit shocked because I'm thinking to myself, well, what am I going to do? Like, this is really going to be This is a tough a hard one to choreograph, week, yeah. You know? And also having a process with Patty where we didn't really train long hours because she had the issue with her knee and, you know, just um, just in general. Um, but she was very dedicated for whatever time we spent in the studio. I mean, that's one thing I will give it to her. Well, I'll give her a lot of things. I think she was very... Um, driven student. I remember the first time we met in the studio, she said to me, you're my teacher, I'm your student, you ask me to jump, I will ask you how high. And that kind of blew my mind away mm. because I felt like, oh my God, she's this legendary she's queen. singer, yeah. you know, and she tells me like, you're my teacher and if you ask me to jump, I will jump. So I was kind of like, okay, she has fully trust in what I do. Yeah. So now I have to be very careful with my choices because if she trusts me that much and make her look like a fool on stage, that's not really a great look on my end. <laughs> uh, especially that was my second season being a pro, I think. Um, so that was a very interesting, um, interesting dance. I don't think I've done anything like it before. It's- I mean, thank God for the troupe, obviously. The guys who supported me in the dance thank god for Lindsay with the tray i think there was a definite addition to it comes on through but also i think the biggest thing got to patty's own freestyle dance because if i ask her to do a freestyle she always she nails sells it. it and she sells the poem with people i remember coming of that dance people chanted her, her name for like next i think 
five minutes before we even got to the judges to get the scores and um, and what they thought of it. Um, but it was a, it was a very interesting season as well because I remember first rehearsal she was hospitalized because her blood pressure was really high and the second rehearsal was like she got really really dizzy and we're doing foxtrot which is like oh, the no. easiest dance of them all. And I thought to myself, I actually called producers, I think, that night saying, like, I don't think she fit to do a show because we had two rehearsals and we literally we haven't done anything. And um, the next thing I knew, they told me, like, well, you actually have to fly. She has to perform, um, I think, at the Selma Walk. So you have to fly and we'll, you will have to see her perform on stage. I was like, okay. I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen singers sing on stage before. I don't know what's going to change. Um, so I remember coming to the show, sitting in the audience, and then Paraville came out and started singing. And I was just mind blown by her performance of like kicking shoes off, dancing. <laughs> I was like, how is this is the same person who I have for the past two days? Right. Like it made no sense to me. I was like, she's so energetic. She's so confident. She does all of these crazy moves. Just, I mean, who kicks off shoes on stage? And they're flying everywhere. I'm like, this is just not. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. It's not yeah. what I'm seeing. Um, so next time I saw her at the rehearsal space, I was like, Patty, you really have to bring yourself into the dance. I feel like you're so getting into like learning the steps left, right, forward, back. that You're really losing yourself. And I need you to be part of the dance. And I think that's the biggest thing I need you to be because people know who you are for what you do. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to bring that it's going to be very disappointing for people to see. And it just clicked. And since then, like every single performance we did, I was just like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever had. Um, she's amazing. She's great. It, is, it, it was just so much fun dancing with her as well because you can see how much joy it brought even to herself. Like it was just, I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was one of those seasons where it started me thinking this is it. Right to not expecting to anything, and all of a sudden we in a week six, and everybody is just obsessed, you know. So oh, I it's loved um, her. it was a definite massive turnaround. Well, it's also nice to see too, because I think sometimes you know we see who the contestants are, and you think, oh, that person has an older contestant; they're going to be yeah. out really fast, but. There are people that are able to win the audience over, make it a lot farther than you think they're going to. Are they going to win the mirror ball? Probably not, but Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong is a perfect example. You just never know. I was in studio for when he did that number with Peta and Sharna, the oh, flight attendant. The flight attendant. Yes. Yeah. I think I took my husband too, and I he still remembers that to this day. He's like, that was amazing. I'm like, yeah, you wish you were Tommy Chong. I mean, yeah, the guys now have no excuse. If Tommy can do it, I think anyone can do it. That's right. That is absolutely right. Now, you guys have had the spring off. How has that felt? I know you've been busy with the day of dancing, mm. which we'll talk about, but it, it, I mean, it feels weird on my end not to be covering it. Um, it's, uh, it's a bittersweet feeling, obviously, because not having a fall season is kind of like something is missing in your life, mm -hmm. you know, but it's as well going for past four years nonstop having fall tour spring tour like not having any time off mm -hmm. was also really really draining and exhausting because you don't really 
you don't really create, you, you're not really being as creative as you can because right. you don't have time to just kind of like turn that switch off and like live a life a little and then come back with the new thoughts and new ideas. There's no you rejuvenation. Know? Absolutely zero. And the thing is, I think it's it's very hard because you become this um, squirrel in a, what are you called in a wheel where it's like yeah, the hamster in the wheel yeah. that's the one i was trying to say, <laughs> or <yeah>. a squirrel <laughs> um so it's kind of like you're continuously doing the same thing so it's like your brain doesn't necessarily come up with the new stuff so it's it's hard to have this time off because you feel like you're not utilizing it as you would on a show because again once you're on the show there is no really time off mm-hmm. you literally wake up with the thought of what am I doing, you go to bed with the thought of have I done enough for today because right. what I need to cover in tomorrow. So it's really like a high-paced and very stressful environment in a sense, but again, very rewarding and very like you feel really good about it too. So I think it's great for us to have this time off because it also give me an opportunity to, um, to kind of like learn a little bit more about myself, what I want to do in life. You know, and with Dancing with the Stars, you get so comfortable being in the show. If you know what to expect, you know, you have the season, you know what work coming in, you know exactly what you do. It's it's kind of limiting yourself to progress. So it definitely, in my opinion, in my case, in my situation, I'm definitely feeling more blessed having this time, actually. Yeah. Um, has it given you time to think What's next? Because we're oh, yeah. in season 28 with Dancing with the Stars. They're going on a season-by-season season basis. So. Right. Um, it definitely makes you think what is next because obviously dancing is not going to be lasting forever, mm-hmm. you know, and as well, like, I'm not getting any younger, you know, you in know. that sense. <laughs> so it's, um, you do kind of start thinking about it. Yeah. What does that look like, the future for you, uh, work-wise? Oh, I feel like nowadays everything on social media. So, it's, but you've um, been really good. I said to you today. I said your social media is amazing. <laughs> but you said it's because you've had some time to it, focus on it. Yeah, and I think, I think why great why social media is great. It's because it gives you a network of things that you can potentially be interested in or show people because from the show perspective of dancing with the stars they're kind of painting painting you in a certain way because you all you do is come into the studio you teach the person how to dance and pretty much that's what your job is on social media people get to know you in a whole different world of things like what you like to do what you're interested in or what are the future projects or who you are you know, and uh, I mean, what songs you like to listen, what do you like to eat? It kind of gives you a network of things you can actually kind of like show, well, that's who I am, you know. And I think kind of going to help for Dancing with the Stars as well, because then the audience know you not just by, you know, training someone how to the steps, but as well, hey, you, you know, you, you much more than just that. Right. And you kind of get defined each season by who your contestant is, too. I think Very sometimes. True, but yeah. I think as well, you've been given the person by kind of definition of who you are as well. But I think that's true. Oftentimes they try and match personalities. Who needs the more patient pro? Who needs the pro that's going to be a little bit more pushy in the studio? Right. right. 
And you know what I think is really interesting? Because last year I went with you guys to Pro Dance Camp when you did mm. it in Palm Springs. You guys are now doing a day of dancing. It was really fun for me to go in and take the group classes yeah. and see what you guys were like as teachers. Because it gave me a different perspective of all of you, honestly. And what I loved about your class, and I really love this, you came down because there was like a riser um, in front of the stage. classroom, the little stage. Yeah. You came down into the class and danced amongst everyone. And that was one of my favorite things because it kind of made it feel like you were a part of all of us and we're doing the routine with us and it, right. it made it really fun. Um, and then Gleb, I was like, he's so strict. Like, I didn't realize like how strict he would be. And then Alan was just like the Ener- Energizer Bunny, just go, 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 go. It was like crazy when he was doing his job. So it was really fun to see different colors of your personality. Right. Um, I do feel like, well, just in general, those type of camps that the day of, the day of dancing we're doing now in the pro dance camp, it's, um, we kind of didn't really know what we were doing, honestly, because when you want to create an event where people kind of get to experience the dancing but as well not just experience in the sense of like oh i'm just going to learn a step from this guy but also being a bit more part of it in the sense of they actually be dancing with us or next to us or whenever the next best thing is um and i think the pro dance camp were quite successful and i think that's why we tried to figure it out how can we open up and do more for just anyone because i mean at the end of the day Pro Dance Camp, you do have to take a flight, you do have to purchase a package, and if you combine everything together, it it is it it does become like wow, this is a lot, right? You know, so the one thing we try to stay away from is, you know, trying to bring people to us and let's us fly to you. And I think the whole idea of it came from doing the tours and meeting people at meeting greet and. I'm I'm not kidding. Every other person wants to be twirled and dipped and do some kind of a dance pose and do something like it. So I thought, well, actually, all three of us thought, why don't we do something where we actually offer that? Because doing meeting and greet, believe me or not, it's like literally you walk in, you take a picture, you have a sentence to say, and you're like, bye, next. Because, I mean, there's like hundreds of people for those That's meeting right. And... So we thought, why don't we do something where people get the experience of dancing with us, what kind of with us, uh, and, you know, potentially teaching a class. And I think what's really hard is I love group classes. I think they, they're fun to take, and I think you learn something. But at the same time, what we do, it's so unique and so individual that for me it was always really hard to figure it out a way of not – ignoring people in the class mm-hmm. really like it's it's really hard because you have to give them information to learn and you can't really cover if it's like 100 people in the class so we try to limit to smaller classes when we're doing the day of dancing right now but we're really trying to get to know every single person and try to spend some individual time with them and i think that's what really is important and the I interaction think that's what people want well, like when they're purchasing that type of an event they do want that and I think a lot of people say, well, how many people is in the class? I think is the first question because they're afraid to just get lost in, in the audience, you know. Um, so it's, um, yeah, I always was a big believer that bottom dancing successful because you're dancing, because women and men dancing together. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, nowadays things of men and men dancing together, right. women dance together. But um, in my specific case, why I love dancing is because I had to dance with a woman. You know, and I think that relationship and that, 
um, that dynamic is one lead, one follow, is that's what makes it interesting. And I know that people who ever come to our events, um, they do want to be led by a guy. They do want to be led by a guy. So it's, um, I think that's what we're trying to give versus just this is a dance convention. You learn another cha-cha step or something like that. Yeah, and, and I know that they love the interaction. That was one of the big things, just all those even those little moments are probably what they remember the we, most. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to figure out well the concept of obviously improving this process. And we're going to try to figure it out. Maybe we can three of us teaching class at the same time. Oh, I would like that. I'll take that class. Um, you guys have a lot of dates coming up too. Just, yes. Uh, you have Dallas, I think, is the next mm-hmm. one. Not Easter weekend, but the weekend after the that. After, yeah. Minneapolis, Austin, and then Los Angeles. And there's a potential date it's going to be added. So, Ooh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Have the dates gone yes. well so far? Because we had Alan here um, and you hadn't gone yet. It's, um, you know, it's very successful because every single person who left, they're like, when do you do it again? We want to be part again. We want to bring somebody else. I think that's what really is the statement to the actual event is that people not just living with, oh, this was one of a, t- one of a, one of a thing that I've done in my life and I'm good. Like they actually get hooked by it and they're like, well, when can we come next? Or what city you going to be close? So it's, um, it's been very successful. I'm not going to like, 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 hopefully no, we'll continue this way. Back. This is a good concept. Um, it, I, yes, it, it, it is a great concept, but I just don't want us to get lost in the sense of let's get, hundreds of people in the class and let's just teach them how to dance it really is important for Keeping me to intimate. try to keep it intimate and give each single person out there a moment that they will leave that event by thinking that was a great moment i like that idea because there are so many conventions you can go to and multiple yes and i went to one a few weeks ago just to watch my friend's daughter and mm. it's in a huge ballroom there are a hundred kids. I used to do them, actually. I used to do LA Dance Magic back back in the day. Were you teaching? Or? Yeah, I was yeah. one of the faculty teachers. And uh, I think I was one of the first ballroom dancers teaching in like a dance convention. Where and it's now like, it's uh, common. Uh, now it's, yeah, it's like everybody. And I remember even back in the day, my class was all these kids. Because I, I, I didn't teach jump starts because they couldn't understand what I'm saying at all. <laughs> Uh, but I tell like the seniors and the juniors and all the parents were literally buying wristbands just to get into the class. They and I was watch. like, well, there must be something in there. There's something there. And you know what? Now, if you're on So You Think You Can Dance, you better walk into that audition knowing ballroom. Oh, absolutely. It's no so, joke. I mean, that that's a given now. It's not Nigel whispering to you, like, get into ballroom lessons. Yeah. You- I think... What I think ballroom does, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they really, it really teaches you how to partner. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a jazz dancer, ballet dancer, and you dance with another person, a girl or a guy. Being a ballroom dancer, not a partner, it's a whole different world. And it's not comparable, I'm sorry. Well, I agree with you, too, because I think that the, the lead and follow is... It's, it's pretty much... If, I'll, if I, I cannot stress enough, in a competitive world of ballroom dancing, you train, didn't follow for 99% of the time than anything else. Yeah. That's, and that, uh, that's what I'm terrible at. I'm terrible at the follow. I like to lead. 
And my husband, hey. I drive him nuts because <laughs> he's a good I dancer mean, too. Maybe he can learn how to follow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I think it's like ingrained in my personality or something like that. Um, have you followed So You Think You Can Dance? Because you, you did season one. Oh my, yes, I did season one. Um, Top eight, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing back then. I think this, this So You Think You Dance is so different from now what it's, where it started. That's right. It's, um, it's a whole different beast. Um, I remember on my season, there was no people who were good at everything. There were just people who were good in one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was interesting because I'm a ballroom dancer and I'm doing, let's say, pop or just, um, I was horrific. I mean, <laughs> I tried my best, but it was not good enough. Um, but I think nowadays, the one thing that I think, so you think that this loses is people will just become good at everything but not exceptional in anything mm-hmm. i think it kind of loses the the struggle journey and it loses the appreciation for this specific form of dance you know everyone's um, so cross-trained every, everybody's super cross-trained but they're all kind of good at everything but not quite like that spectacular ballroom or know? that spectacular contemporary dancer. so i'm missing that point from the show I definitely do. And everything right now is, even the styles of dance, it's so mixed together to the point you just, it's just, everything is a hybrid. That's right. And that's my biggest issue with dancing nowadays. Um, It's great way it kind of grew because all of a sudden the ballroom dancers doing this and amazing tricks and jumps and splits and all that stuff. That is not what we're known for. You know? And I think... Maybe entertainment value, it adds on, but right. as well, it loses the value because we're just educating people what this style of dance is, but that's not what it is. Right, you it's know? a watered-down version and of what they're seeing. And all of a sudden, now people nowadays go on Twitter or on any social media and saying like, well, that wasn't Chacha. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how do you know what Chacha is? Just because you saw and so you think in dance or on maybe even Dancing with the Stars which was specifically choreographed for this specific person to maybe shine and look good, it doesn't mean they did cha-cha 100%. So I think maybe we should kind of step back a little bit and kind of like revalue of what this dance actually is and then go from there and maybe add on to it versus just like flying out with, just because the cha-cha music playing, I'm doing some hip movement. It doesn't mean it's a cha-cha. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a cha-cha. You know, that has happened not. a few times where I've watched um, in studio and someone's like, what is that? I'm like, that's a salsa. They're like, no, it's a cha-cha. I'm like, wait. And people will start arguing whether it's a salsa or a cha-cha. I think, I think we're losing that. And I think it's... <sighs> being on television, you've been giving this task of... Um, being true to what you represent and being entertaining and being, you know, the personality people are going to fall in love with. There is so many parts you need to cover. But again, you've been hired for certain thing because you represent certain style of dance, in my opinion, like even for so you think and dance. So I feel like we need to we need to bring it back and stay true to it. Uh, here, here, I'm for that. I like it. I like it. And I also have a lot of fan questions for you. Yes. Yeah, so I don't want to uh, lose out on any time. Um, I think I had over 25 questions, too, which we will not get to, but I'm going to get to at least some. Uh, Caroline Schneider wanted to know, what choreographers have influenced your dance style and your own choreography? Oh, my goodness. Um, honestly, I, I mean, 
it's gonna sound cliche, but like looking back in those movies with Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly, mm. I mean, to me, that's like you can't beat that. I'm the sorry, classics. but how clean it is, how meaningful it is, and how easy on the eye it's. That's pretty much it. I'm sorry, but that's that is the golden ticket in in in, in my mind. Well, that kind of leads into this question, which I think is a, a great one, too. We haven't talked about it yet. Jennifer King wanted to know more details about your role in the movie La La Land. Um, mm. What did you do behind the scenes? That amazing dance camp that Mandy had with Ryan Gosling well, and Emma Stone. Actually, I was the body double for Ryan. So when you see him waltzing in one of the parts of the movie, it's actually me waltzing. Um, so the one where they're in the planetarium, yes. right? Yeah. Um, it's um, what my involvement was. I well, Mandy called me up, who is the main choreographer for the movie, and she um, asked me, like, hey, would you be able to help me out and assist me on this specific gig for for the La La Land? I kind of didn't know what it was. Uh, and then listening to music and waltzing, like, well, this is definitely my forte. So it was more about I spent some time with Ryan and Emma um, teaching them waltz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, being a body double for them. And as well, I was the kind of like in one of the scenes, I was the person who was dancing initially first when the camera tried to figure out how they're going to shoot the scene. And Mm -hmm. then Ryan stepped in, obviously, and did the dance too. So, Did you know how special this movie was working on it? Because it was when it came out and I saw a screening probably three two and a half months before it came out and I texted Mandy that day and I said oh my god I'm sorry it's really early this movie is so yeah. special um, well I mean once you know who is the actors that you're kind of like okay that must be a big deal yeah um, but also when I listened to the music for the very first time of that song that um, the soundtrack for the wall and I was like this there is no way in the world that this music is it's not going to be popular mm-hmm. and it's not going to be played at a lot of places and played by piano. I mean, it's it's a, such a classic movie with a, such an interesting twist and it's so real in a sense of that's what life is, you know. So many people could relate to it. So I think it's, I think actually it's much bigger than what I think people think it is in my mind. Yeah, I think the themes of it uh, resonates. Yeah, resonate really deep. Instead sure. of just like I'm an actress trying to make it in yeah. Hollywood, it's it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. Um, Ashley Similo, I hope I pronounced your last name correct. What it was more challenging being a pro on Dancing with the Stars or being a mentor on Dancing with the Stars Junior? Well, um, ch- both of them were really challenging. <laughs> You had a lot of... When you found out who you had... Um, I cried a little. I'm not going to lie. Um, I liked her sass. I was like, she's going to give Ar- Artem a little bit of a hard time. And it kind of made me laugh. So the initial part of it, I didn't really know who she was. Oh, you didn't. So, I mean, I don't watch... You're not um, watching Honey Boo Boo. No, I didn't watch Honey Boo Boo. And I... So once I find out, I try to... Google, obviously, we're trying to do our research and people we're going to be dancing with or being... Um, you know, somehow involved. <laughs> so the things that popped up, I was a little terrified by it a little bit. You know, I was like, What's oh happening? my God, how how am I going to make this thing work? You know, and another another case of being pleasantly, you know, surprised. What a sweet person she is. I mean, I know she puts up sometimes the facade of the honey boo boo herself, mm-hmm. but 
even till nowadays when we text each other she writes me the most heartfelt messages ever and it's phenomenal um it was blessing to have alana as my first um as my first junior what i loved about her too is that first of all she always had such a spirit about her on the stage which always was fun to watch but when she was voted out she showed up at so many of the shows, so many of the other tapings. Oh, she didn't want to leave. No, but no, yeah, that's an absolutely. experience that you and Tristan yeah. gave to her. Yeah. It's um, it's it's really interesting because she's so full of life and she's so full of confidence, but at the same time, not. It's like it's crazy to me having her in the rehearsal space, teaching her, and she's very like hardworking, but she's. She's very doubtful of what she can do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, seeing her go on that stage and be the most confident person out there, that blew me away. I, lo- I loved Junior so much. Um, it was really one of my favorites last summer. Just It was a, it was a, a nice little happy bubble every time I it's, went to watch the taping. It's, it truly is. Yeah. All right. Jane McLean, who loves you. We know this. She runs all the art and fan pages. Um, do you still dream of doing a Broadway show? Do I dream I actually done Broadway show. I did Burn the Floor, Burn the Floor. back in the day. Who did you do um, Burn the Floor with uh, that's currently in the Dancing with the Stars um, mix? Well, actually, um, Derek was for a second doing it. Mm-hmm. I think Max did it for a second as well. Um, Karina did it for a second with yep. Max doing the Burn the Floor. Um, but a lot of actually Burn the Floor people doing Strictly Come Dancing now. So, I mean, honestly, it's all depending on the on the gig itself. I would love to be doing theater shows. I think they're very satisfying in the sense of the interaction with the live audience. You can never beat that. Do you sing? Oh no! Okay. Not save my life. <laughs> I think I think that's why it's going to be very hard for me to be on Broadway, <laughs> unless someone else singing and just open my mouth. If yeah, that you- would work. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it works, though. You could be um, on the stage and someone else sings your track. That can actually, it's, it's a thing. It's, it, wow, I didn't know. So yeah, there might be a future. There might be a future. Um, we do have to wrap up, but one final question for you. Yes. Um, in five years, where does where do you see yourself? Five years is a very long, far away. It is. What, um, what are those long-term goals and work-wise? I mean, I don't even know where to begin because... It's um, it's hard to predict anything. It's hard to kind of want something specific right now because now they, uh, the way of life, it's so unpredictable mm-hmm. that I kind of, my goal is to live day by day and make every single day counts and not look too much ahead of a time and just try to accomplish everything that's matter now. I like that. And see where it goes. It's a good philosophy. Well, Artem, thank you so much. Five years was a long time, but I'm glad you made it here Thank in studio. You. Thank you for having me. I know. I know a lot of people are really happy to see you here on the show. Where can oh, everyone find you on you. social media, which is active and going? It's Yes. It's good. That's uh, that's that's what's happening right now. All right. Twitter. Keep up with the world. Uh, Twitter, my first last name without a last letter. And Instagram, the Artem C. The Artem C. We love it. All right, you guys, don't forget to go and visit him a day of dancing. There's still, for now, four cities, maybe more coming up. Uh, we want to thank Dance Network and Popcorn Talk for hosting us for all of your dance news. Check out dancenetwork.tv. And next week, we will be going to World of Dance. We'll have Julian and Charlize joining us here in studio. See you all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.